2012, it's Rugby League's rocking a show from Hollywood, California, White Line Fever. Welcome to episode uh, 16 of White Line Fever, and we've been playing a lot of rock and roll the last few weeks, and so we've probably lost a few listeners, so we're back on Rugby League, and I'm here with Sean Kelly from the Denver Rugby League, and he does just about everything, including uh, CEO, founder, and hooker, and... Um, Nickname of the team has changed this year, is that right? Yeah, it has. It changed from the Denver Wolverines last year, and we are now the Colorado Blizzard. So, what is the history of, uh, of rugby league in Denver? It's a short history, I'd imagine. It is a very short history. Um, last year, actually in 2010, November 2010, we uh, got together, and there's a bunch of us that just wanted to play league. Mm. And uh, so USARL and AMNRL started to, to separate at that time. And so that's pretty much the birth of us right there. And then since then, we uh, we started playing a little bit, kind of mixed matches between we'd play a half a union and a half a league. And that was about it. And here we are. Why rugby league? Did you see it on TV? Uh, rugby league, actually one of my good buddies was a huge league fan mm. and I came from playing union I've been playing union for 20 years and he showed me league and I said that's I want to play that and since then I've been playing league and a little bit of union here and there but that's and I mean how much out- help from the outside world have you got of the two you you, you were with the USIRL last year well it's only January so two years ago you were with the USIRL is that right and then and then 2011 you went back to the MNRL um What's, it, what's the experience been like dealing with the two bodies? It must be confusing. It, it is. Um, the USARL, since they're a brand new organization, they, I mean, they're, they're starting to get their act together, but they're a little more, a little slower at it mm-hmm. as of right now. Because um, they're still, I mean, they just recently built a constitution, and uh, they're still organizing teams to get set up to play. So, I mean, it's, it's a good organization, but they're a little choppy right now. The mm-hmm. AMNRL, they've been around for, I believe, 14 years. Um, and it's, they've been set and organized, and they're a little easier to work with right now. Okay, really basic question. Who do you play against? <laughs> right now we're looking at playing against the Utah Avalanche, the Las Vegas. Uh, they used to be the Blackjacks. I believe now they're called the Warriors. And there's a couple of clubs in California that are getting set up that we're looking at playing against as well. Right, and they're all aligned with the AMNRL, are they? Correct. Right, okay. Because you're not allowed to play against the others, are you? No, we can't <laughs> play against each other. <laughs> Apparently the kids don't play along well together. So. <laughs> so we're talking fellas, Americans, we're talking, what are we talking, uh, people from England and Australia and New Zealand, or is it mainly Americans? And I mean, how hard is it to explain to them the difference between the two games? Because to an American you say rugby league, it means a league of rugby. They don't understand it's a completely different sport. Well, it's not too hard for us right now. Um, rugby league is really similar to American football. So basically we just put it in American football terms and it, it makes all the Americans that are playing for us happy and it makes them really easy for them to pick up. And then, on, I mean, on our team right now we have a guy that's from England. We have a couple of guys from New Zealand. Uh, we have a co- one guy from South Africa and the rest of us are all from here in the States. Mm. Is it? I mean, you mentioned before we come on air that it's, uh, you play a lot of nine aside. Is that right? Yeah, we're playing. We're setting up for nine right now. Um, but hopefully, sometime soon this season, if not next season, we'll be able to start playing some thirteens. It's just 
league is really hard to recruit for right now because here in the States, a lot of the guys that are playing union mm-hmm. are still in that mind frame of, well, we're union and union's the best and nobody wants to play league. Mm-hmm. And they're not understanding that, you know, here in the States it's not like it is over in England or mm-hmm. anywhere else where they have the... the, the where they're at war. Yeah, they're at war with <laughs> each other. And it's they don't understand that it's not how we want to operate. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is the hardest... Um, how much help from the outside world do you get? I mean, do most of the guys who play, have they seen... They've seen DVDs. They know who some of the big name players are. Would they know who Darren Lockyer is, or or maybe not? <laughs> a lot of a lot of the American guys that they, they're not real too keen in the league yet. They don't yeah. know who a lot of the main players are. Yeah. Um, really. So what do you need? What do you need from what do you if, if you were to if, put a wish list from for people in England and Australia? What, what would be on the wish list? <laughs> players. <laughs> we can go for talent right now. That's our biggest thing is the lack of talent. Um, mm. Like I said, we've got three or four guys that have played league before and they're from another country. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us are all just kind of running around with like chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, Sean, what, what do you think the future holds for the game here? What needs to happen? Obviously, most people agree it's not controversial to say that the two leagues need to get back together. Um, what else? Because, you know, we've been reading for the last five years about... Um, a national semi-pro competition and all these lofty things. What, what, what do you, what, what do you think needs to be done? Well, what needs to be done is there needs to be, as you said earlier, the the two divisions need to get back together. Mm. Um, there's we're just too spread out for competition-wise. Mm. Um, the other thing that needs to happen is we need to get rid of the that code war mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, that's those, that's our two biggest issues that mm. we need to overcome before we can actually make a a huge success here in the States. Okay, fun part of the show, you get to pick a song. I did vet you, just, you know, just to make sure it wasn't like uh, acid jazz or, <laughs> or you know, like rockabilly or something, and it wasn't, so uh, give us a song. Uh, <laughs> probably one of my favourite songs would be Paddy's Lament. Thanks for talking to us, Sean, and good luck with uh, Rugby League in Denver.
her, no one's commanding her beauty, let no man destroy her. So remember the gun and the damage it's done, the last drop has been spilled for you and I. Let there be no despair for the girl we once shared, rush the tear from the eye that still shines. When the red rose pale, lay a thousand graves, many Michael Starr. This is Lexi Fox. And you listen to White Lion Fever. Welcome back to the program. Before uh, the song, we were in Denver, and now we're in Chicago. And I'm here with uh, Mike Feverston, who's not from Feverston. He's from St. Helens. And he's, uh, I'd say, the founder of Rugby League in Chicago. Is that a fair comment? Uh, possibly, yeah. Although, um, <laughs> you know, we had uh, Harry Sunderland tried to start uh, Rugby League in Chicago a long time ago. So, uh, you know, possibly, possibly just following in his footsteps. Yeah, no, it's got to be Aussie first, I think. <laughs> now, tell us what's actually happening here. You were just telling us off air that you, you you thought about competing in the AMNRL, but logistically, like as an as a franchise, but logistically, it just wasn't possible. Yeah, that's right. Just with the uh, the, the distances involved, and uh, you know, I know that um, you know they've tried it in the past, and uh, you know, if we had to play three or four. Uh, away games on the East Coast, it would uh, cost us a small fortune. So um, we, we're still, um, you know, absolutely associated with the AMNRL, and we're um, trying to implement a, a Midwest conference for them. And um, you know, it, it should be hopefully three teams um, developing here in uh, in Chicago, in the suburbs, and also uh, out in Iowa with three teams. Right, and that's hopefully going to kick off this year. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. Right, right. And tell us, I mean, why you wanted to start rugby league here what's your what's your background well just uh, growing up in St Helens obviously uh, you know if uh, you're not a rugby league man you're a little bit odd coming from that neck of the woods so uh, you know it's my passion and it's uh, the sport to grow up with and uh, you know it's always been uh, my dream since I came here to Chicago to uh, to implement the sport here and I think it's um, you know it's suited to the American athletes I think it's suited to the American audience and um, I think it's definitely got a got a future here where do you get your players from? Um, predominantly, uh, they come from the local scene. We don't have any ex-rugby union players. Um, they're all athletes from other sports, uh, American football, um, soccer, baseball. Um, so that's, that's the crux of it. It's not that we wouldn't include uh, rugby union players. It's just that uh, the way it's worked for us, it's not worked out that way so far. And have the rugby union authorities been hostile? They just ignored you? How, how have they been? No, I haven't had any contact with them, so I, I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, we've found everything uh, pretty easily to come by in terms of uh, facilities. Um, you know, the AMNRL have been a great help in, in terms of helping us set up with our insurance and that. So we haven't really faced any hostility or opposition. You know, the uh, the, the main um, issues that we face are the logistics in terms of, of financing, and, and that's why it's, it's really... Uh, 
more realistic to, to be a local development and uh, feed into the AMNRL that way. So would the winners of your conference then play uh, another conference? I mean, there's activity on the West Coast, isn't there? And, um, you know, obviously when I was in Denver, which for the listeners is just before the song, there's some activity there. And there's, there's no current plans for that, but, but we here personally would, would love that to happen in, you know, down the road, but uh, certainly not this year. Right, right. We're just not at that stage yet. And finally, how, how did you find the split, um, the, the AM NRL and the USARL? How, how did that affect you in any way at all? Um, not really, because we, you know, we're so isolated here. You know, we, we can't speak for any other region and, and why the, there was a split. Uh, you know, the AM NRL have always been great supporters of us, and, and um, you know, that's all we've got to say, really. We, we can't comment on, on anybody else's feelings. It's nice to meet you, Mike, and uh, good luck with that new conference here in the Midwest. Um, the games, after you know a period of well, about a hundred years of not doing very much expansion-wise, there is a fair bit of activity around the place now, isn't there? Which is good. Yeah, absolutely. It's great for sports, and uh, you know, I, you don't need me to tell you how uh, badly rugby league probably needs that in terms of its uh, future health. Thanks for talking to us, Mike. Here's uh, another song for the listeners, and it's uh, a band from Sweden called Bonafide. Cheers, Mike. All right, thanks, Steve.
out band My command Get used to it But don't stick around Loud noise Your choice Put up with it Don't hang around Loud band from the Bullet Boys and you're listening to White Line Fever right here, baby. Let's just do this. Welcome back to the first episode of White Line Fever for 2012 and it's a big week, of course, Super League kicking off this weekend. I'll be off to uh, Leeds on Friday night, London on Saturday and Hull on Sunday. That's a lot of uh, a lot of time on the train uh, and in this part of the world it's very expensive. Now it's a big show where you've already heard about the development of Rugby League in Chicago and also in Denver, uh, but coming up, an interview with Mark Turian of the Bullet Boys, exclusive there, uh, and he's talking about well, the reunion they had on the 30th of December, which looked like it's been a failed reunion. There's been a, a bit of a um, toing and froing backwards and forward, and uh, not sure when the four of them will play together again. The news around the place, uh, this is an interesting one. Stobart to sponsor Super League uh, in a deal which reportedly saw no cash change hands. Can you believe that? The naming rights uh, of a major competition uh, basically given away in exchange for contract, in exchange for a lot of ads on the side of trucks. So let us know what you think of that by going to whitelinefever.ning.com and giving us your opinion. Uh, also, the All-Star Game taking place on the Gold Coast coming up by uh, the Indigenous All-Stars versus NRL Stars All-Stars in Rock. Van Halen's A Different Kind of Truth is out early next week. And indications from what's popped up on YouTube that it's a lot of old ideas that have been rehashed. Uh, I suppose that's okay as long as it sounds good. So uh, I'll be interested to hear what everyone thinks of that. I'll be certainly getting it uh, the day it comes out. So don't forget, stevemascord.com, whitelinefever.ning.com. I am the real Stevis, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-S-T-E-I-V-I-S. Uh, on uh, Twitter and also facebook.com forward slash stevemascord.com. So uh, no dot there. Facebook.com forward slash stevemascord.com on Facebook. Uh, next week we'll kick off uh, what's a pretty funny three-part chat with Steel Panther, who are about to tour Australia, plenty of listeners uh, in Australia. Uh, to set the scene, here's what Motley Crue's drummer Tommy Lee said to me in that classic rock AOR story uh, before the bands toured the UK together, what he said about Steel Panther, and we'll be getting Steel Panther's reaction to that uh, next week. Then we'll have a listen to the new Van Halen song that has divided fans. It's called Tattoo. And Steel Panther, I, you know, I, that was not by, by our choice. That got thrown on there. Um, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, I think it's some, some something happened where they we kind of got... They kind of got put on the bill without us approving it, and so uh, you know, to me, it's like a what do you call those? 
happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I don't, you know, I, it is what it is. And how do you think your fans will sort of uh, respond to them? Like, do you think they'll like them, or do you? I, I don't know, man. I can't imagine. I mean, it's. I guess it's funny if you're drunk and you're going to watch some silly <laughs> shit on stage. But I, I don't. I don't. I don't. And and it's weird, you know. Like I, 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 I definitely don't take myself that seriously. But for us to play a tour with a band that mocks you is just fucking weird. <laughs> you know, I, I don't get it. So it's for me. I don't really get it. But whatever. I, I don't have to sit there and listen to it. He was in That number is forever Like the strength 
Okay, welcome back to uh, White Line Fever and our next guest, a very, very special guest, Mark Tarina Bullet Boys. We're at the Swingers uh, Diner in Hollywood. I haven't seen any swingers yet today, but they're probably... Oh, they're all here. They're just masquerading as people. <laughs> now, Mark, you're, um, you and your band are all over the internet at the moment because you recently had a reunion, uh, all the original members, on the 30th of December. But since then, there's been a bit of toing and froing about whether... Because you did say late in the show, we're never going to break up again. But what's happened since the show? Well, um... It's, you know, it's, it was a wonderful, wonderful night, magical night. It was uh, for one night only to get together for the fans and right before the new year. Um, we, uh, you know, I, I, I love Jimmy and Mick and um, Lonnie very much so. We, we all like, uh, we're all like brothers, you know, sometimes we're feuding, sometimes we're loving, sometimes we're not talking, you know, but we've made some music, we made um, some amazing music together. And uh, it was just a wonderful night, man. And, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to come uh, at some point to some resolve in the future to hopefully play some more shows. I know I'm open to it, and uh, uh, I know that I would I would love more love more than anything to uh, continue on with the, with you know with, with my with my three other mates. Yeah, I know that there was um, that Jimmy the drummer said some stuff on Facebook which about you know that you were going to put them on trial for a year and that sort of stuff, but that's not the way you saw it. Actually, it's... Oh, awesome, thank you. Actually, um, Jimmy's statement was a complete falsehood. Um, uh, basically, he wasn't being honest, not only with himself, but with both of our fans, and that actually hurt my heart very much. Uh, I penned a, penned a letter to all three, uh, all three of my mates and uh, to talk about doing something in the future, and... Jimmy just never really read the letter and just decided that he was going to air Dirty Laundry out in public and myself, Mick, Lonnie, uh, we've never done that as a band and uh, uh, it was it was very hurtful uh, because I was trying to be very open with my feelings, you know, with the letter and, and open, open what 
I, what, what we should be able to do. <clears throat> I also mentioned that uh, that I wanted to create something for, for our, our, our fans and, and our, our friends, which would be uh, something new musically. I, I, I don't like to go out and constantly play the old music. I think it's I don't think it's fair. I think if you're a band, you need to come up with something that's special and for your fans, as, as good as it is and uh, as good as you can be. And there's a lot of different things that I'd like to do before we start going to play again. Mm. I happen to own the name of the band. Mm -hmm. uh, there's other people in other bands that happen to own the name of the band. Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason, God has blessed me with this name of this band, and I'm supposed to be handling it in the best way that I possibly can, and that's all I've been trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, anything that I've been saying about Jimmy DeAnda, I just want everybody to know that I've known Jimmy since he was probably about 16, 15 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, he has always been the greatest drummer that I've, that I've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes when you get older in life, sometimes it's harder to trust people. Mm -hmm. And when that trust isn't there, or maybe that they don't want to trust, or they're scared to trust, or something, or we're all scared to trust, it's a big thing, man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really hard to walk back into something. And uh, I think that... Uh, that I have a that I have much respect for Jimmy and, and for Nick. I know that Lonnie's going to be playing some shows with me. As I spoke to him a couple days ago. Uh, I'm hoping that Mick comes and plays some shows. Um, I've spoke to Mick about possibly producing the new Bullet Boys record. I'm very very open to it. I think he's an amazing engineer, singer songwriter, an amazing person. Has a heart of gold. Uh, extremely extremely intelligent and the best guitar player I've ever played with ever in my career. Uh, but you know, it's in Lonnie. He's been playing shows with me off and on. He's my he's my guy. You know, he's my brother. I'm, I'm never gonna. Uh, I'll always be there for Lonnie. You know, I love his family. You know, he's like my mother and father's other son. So um, I just you know I I don't want to have any negativity around me, Stephen. This next year, a lot of people say a lot of things about me, Stephen, and they. they they don't really know me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I dealt with a lot of strife in my life. I dealt with a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. I've been through a horrible divorce uh, that nearly destroyed my soul. And, um, and to try to come back from that and to try to do what I'm trying to do right now musically. I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm not perfect. But um, I've recently made, recommitted myself to God, Christ and the Holy Spirit. And it's a very hard path to walk. But I put God in my life first now before anything. And uh, in my life, for me, <laughs> that works for me. When I try to go out and do what Mark wants to do and try to say what Mark wants to say, I, I, it just doesn't come out right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I try to pray about it first now. I'm very strong in it. I wouldn't say I'm a man of religion. I would say I'm a man of faith. And that, uh, that I, have, I have very strong faith. I'm trying to continue to grow in my faith. And to be closer to God. And to be more open to musically and artistically to doing something on a grand scale. That's in a positive light. And it, rather than in a negative light. Um, it's already been a great interview. It's, for the listeners, it's the end of this week's program. Uh, you'll be back with us next week. Uh, um, but 
a song. Sorry, I'm a bit too wordy sometimes. No, 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 no. Um, a song to finish this program, and we'll be back. Yeah, I'd like to say, Stephen, I, it feels like I've, I've known you at some time. I don't know. It's, I'm being quite open with you, and I'm, I'm usually not that open, but I do want to say this, that I don't want to play with anybody else but those three guys. I love them desperately, and I'm hoping that with the grace of God that we'll still be able to work something out. Um, and I w- really want to do this for, for not only for our fans, but I'd like to do this for the four of us. You know, sometimes you got to be a little bit selfish and go, you know, you got to think about, about, I like, I, I wish that we would all think about Mark, Mick, Bonnie, and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually going to speak, to keep talking. I'm just saying that I'm going, I'm going to divide it up. So, so we'll just uh, have a song. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. Um, also that I can say that, uh, we have been working, me, myself and Lonnie have been working in the studio with, uh, with Jimmy. This next song that's going to be hitting you guys and hitting your ears is a song called A Road to Nowhere and it's on the 10 cent Page Avenue 